Welcome to the Monetary Mixtape with Will Hoffman, founder of Hoffman Wealth Management. In this podcast, we help fellow Gen Xers simplify complex wealth issues that are important to Gen X. We do this by cutting out the mundane material and using a refreshing approach to finances in a way this skipped generation appreciates. Join us for this ride where we explore financial planning and wealth management as Will Hoffman draws from almost 20 years of experience and brings to you qualified guests to help be your latchkey to tricky monetary affairs. Welcome to Monetary Mixtape with your host, Will Hoffman, where we talk about the ever forgotten Generation X. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hello there, Will. Hi, Wendy. How are we today? Oh, I'm doing good. Now we had a chance to speak with the lovely Kay yes. a little before the recording started. And I'm so excited for this episode. Please tell us yes. all about Kay. Yes, so am I. And, and, my passion for for getting together with Kay came from really, you know, every day we're working with folks and working with Gen Xers in different, you know, points of their life, whether it's nearing retirement or getting started with, you know, in their in their wealth accumulation phase or their, um, you know, whether they're starting their businesses or something. And I'll tell you, it's always um, it's all hard to hear, and it's it's almost it's heartbreaking for me to hear folks that don't like going to work every day. Don't like what they're, what they're going to do. Um, I have been very blessed to be in a career that I think I'm meant for one that I love. And you know what you say, if, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And, and I, I really love the work that we do. I've really loved growing my own business over, over the last 20 years. And I, you know, consider myself even more and more blessed and lucky Every time I sit with somebody or see um, someone that that really is just struggling, and we're going to talk to to Kay Kirkman today. Kay is um, she's a, she has a podcast called the Gen X Career Show. Um, she calls herself uh, a dream job mentor, and, and there's a, a certain a, a spot right on the beginning of Kay's website that. Really will explain what what she's going to talk about. I'm just going to read this uh, right from her site. It says, have you ever been abruptly jolted out of a deep sleep by the sound of an obnoxiously loud alarm and immediately pulled the covers back over your face, dreading your work day ahead? Imagine instead waking up with passion for what the day lies ahead will bring joy and fulfillment in the work that you get to do. And when I read that, I said, this is Kay, or Kay has to be on our show and Kay has to talk to our generation about doing what we are passionate about, doing what we love to do. So I, I'm very excited to introduce Kay Kirkman, the Gen X career coach. Hi, Kay. How are you today? Wow. Hi, Will. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of for right now. <laughs> wow, that is such a, a wonderful well, intro. So thank uh, you so much. I appreciate uh, it. Thank you for joining us. And I know that that our audience is going to get a lot out of, of what you have to, to say today. I've enjoyed the, you know, the connection that we've established over the last couple of weeks and getting ready for this show. Um, so, so tell us, I guess, a little bit about what you do and what drove you to, to being a not only a career coach, but focusing on Generation X. 
Yeah. Well, thank first of all, thank you so much for having me. We we just had a little, you know, about little behind the scenes, everyone. We just had a little pre-chat. Uh that was so fun. So I was fun. like, man, this episode is going to rock. I just know it. Yes. So yeah. So so what I do is just like you said, I help Gen X professionals discover their career passion. And the key to that is even if they think that they're too old or it's too late for them to start something new because that is the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that is probably the number one thing that I hear from people that I talk to every day who are in some sort of career transition that K I, yeah, but right. Right. I'd love to do something that I really, really enjoy, but yeah, that sounds great, but, and it's always the age thing. So, so, so what I do is really help Gen Xers to get clarity, first of all, on what is it that they want to do? Because many of my clients or potential clients, it's been so long since they've even dreamed about sure. the possibilities. And, you know, when you were reading that copy from my website, uh, I just, it just really made me think about why I do what I do. And when I wrote that, I was really thinking about myself, my, my pre-self before I really tapped into what is my passion. You asked me why or how I started doing this. And it really came from my own sad, (laughs) sad experience turned happy. Right. So I actually had what I thought was my dream job at a radio station. So for my whole adult life, I wanted to be in broadcasting. So first it was, I wanted to be a newscaster, went to Syracuse University in Syracuse, New York, which was at that time and still is uh, really known for broadcast journalism. Yeah, a lot of great and, sportscasters have come out of Syracuse. Yeah, um, Mike Tirico. Costas. Bob Costas. Bob Costas. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, Mike Tirico. Stuff. Yeah, but right. <laughs> Mike Tirico. I actually was in a class with Mike Tirico. Oh, yeah. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, he was in. I, it was my freshman year and his senior year. OK, and we were in a class at Newhouse, which is the School of Communications together. So it's interesting watching him now. And there's a lot of my classmates that I see on TV, like Fox News, you know, uh, all the major networks. You yeah. Know, ABC. So, yeah, it's really fun. But yeah, I packed up and went to Syracuse sight unseen, had never been there before. I mean, I'm from New York, but that was in upstate New York. I had never seen the campus. And fast forward, I decided news wasn't for me, but radio was my thing. So in uh, 1996, uh, we're all Gen Xers, so we're telling our age anyway. I thought about it. I was going to say the date and I was like, I'm dating myself. It's all good. It's a a Gen X show, so I guess I got to fess up, right? (laughs) So yes, this was in 1996, and uh, I got what I thought was my dream job at a radio station. When I was in school, I'd always been taught that if you want to get into radio, it doesn't matter what position you take, uh, just take a position and you can work your way up. So I got a job as a promotions director, though I really wanted to be on air, um, thinking that I could work my way up. and. Pretty soon into that job, I realized I was a little bit over my head. Um, It was my first time ever doing promotions. And uh, the person whose place I took was just awesome at his job. You know how you go to a job and everybody's talking about the last person like, well, so-and-so did it like this, (laughs) you know? So I got that a lot. 
and maybe it messed with my confidence a little bit. So anyway, I got fired from my dream oh. job. But that wasn't yeah. your dream job. Okay. You wanted right. to be on air. That's true. And that's a different department. <laughs> You're so true, Wendy. Where were you back then hey, when I was you know crying what? into my microphone? I worked <laughs> at a radio station for most of my career as well. Oh, well, I could tell. You definitely have a radio voice. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So so that kind of led me on, you know, I talked about losing my confidence. That kind of led me on a path of really just taking jobs that weren't really exciting to me. I got into sales, nothing wrong with sales. I actually ended up liking sales, but it wasn't really something I was passionate about. I could do it. And people are always looking for salespeople, right? right. Uh, and so I kind of went into this thing where I just, I don't know, I just, I just kind of lost that drive to find my passion. I said, I'm just going to work a job, uh, make a decent salary, and and keep it moving uh, until <laughs> I got into actually training, sales training, and found that I really enjoyed training. And from training, I got into coaching. And so I kind of got into the coaching field in sort of a back way uh, through sales training. So sales training led to people asking me for more support in the form of coaching. Uh, and then of course, podcasting popped up. <laughs> so there goes my dream of uh, starting my own show. And yeah. now I'm on the air and people from, you know, Zimbabwe are listening, which always <laughs> blows my mind. Right. Look at those stats. You know what I mean? It's like, this is crazy. <laughs> I've never been to Zimbabwe, but somebody <laughs> downloaded my show there. So it's, to your point, Wendy, it's even more awesome than working at that radio station because it's my show. Mm -hmm. I get to get on there and just be a crazy person with a microphone and um, and nobody can tell me that I can't. So, <laughs> there you well, go. And your show is delivering insight to, to Gen Xers every, every episode and, and, you know, helping helping our generation find their passion and, and not only find their passion, but then figuring out how to go get it. Yes. And, and that's, that, that's to me, you know, we do that on the money side and, you know, folks will trying to help them solve, whether it's a financial issue or, or, um, go after something that they didn't think was attainable. Um, to, to us, that's the most rewarding part of, of what we get to do every day. And, and it sounds like, Absolutely. uh, it's the same with, with what you're doing every day. And that's kind so, of how we connected to, uh, right. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's okay. Uh, Cause we were talking about the fact when we first connected that one of the number one things people tell me after they say I'm too old is that, well, how am I going to make the numbers work? Right. right. So how do I make the finances work? And then when you reached out to me, I was like, Oh my God, this is perfect because right. I don't really have that expertise, but I know my audience would love to hear about that. So yeah, I can see the similarities there. Yeah. And it's, um, like I said, it, it, it's it's hard to hear when folks don't, you know, we're at our jobs, we're we're in our careers, you know, unfortunately more than we're at home, more yeah. than we're we're with our family from from a day to day basis a lot of the times, and you know, to think about somebody being that that unhappy or that uninspired every day is is like I said, it breaks my heart. It's 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 hard to hear when someone comes to work with you, Kay. What has been their aha moment? What what has triggered them to say, you know what, this is enough. I need to um, I need to talk with somebody, and I need to find somebody to help me. Whether it's 
open a flower store or get that job in broadcasting. Um, what, what's always been that aha moment for them? You know, it varies, but I will say that one of the things that really does get people, believe it or not, is that copy on the website. You know, people will read that and yeah. literally say, I felt like you were talking to me, you know? Um, so I do think it's just being confronted with the reality of, to your point, that they are just miserable and yeah. they have been. And a lot of times when they, by the time they get to me, it's been like that for a while. And it's, it's almost like that analogy. I don't know if you've heard that analogy of that old dog who's sitting on the nail and no. somebody passes by. So an old, old dog is sitting on the na- on a nail on the porch, on the front porch. And somebody passes by and the, and the dog is kind of like moaning a little bit. So it hurts just enough to be annoying, but not enough for the dog to actually get up. I see. You know, and so that's kind of a lot of times when people come to me, that's where they are. They've almost normalized the discomfort. And then they either read the uh, webinar copy, or they'll hear me on a podcast episode and interview or hear me speak somewhere. And there's something about the way that I'm making them face what they already know, because it's not really me. It's just them finally facing what they already know. So I think that those are the biggest things is just that realization that I have normalized this discomfort and this misery and it's time for me to do something about it. And they do say, if not now, when? When, yeah. You know? So what what does it look like to work with you? What what's what what is your your process like to work with somebody who who's had that realization that says, Okay, enough is enough. This is my passion. This is what I want to go do. What what's what's the process then uh, with you to work with them? Yeah. Sure. So the first thing usually that happens is people will have a discovery call with me. And so at that time, I'll learn a little bit more about where they are, what their specific challenges are. And I help them kind of talk through the situation. Like, how did we get here kind of thing? And also, I help them to start to think about the possibilities to just open that window, just crack it a little bit to the possibility that there is something else out there. And one of the number one things that people tell me, even after the initial clarity call is, oh my God, I didn't realize there were so many options available. You know, um, in this day and time with the internet, I mean, there's absolutely no reason that Everyone, even if they don't transition into a whole new career or leave their jobs or quit their jobs, because that's what a lot of people think that it means, sure. you know, to to find your career passion. Oh, I got to quit my job. No, you could do something on the side. You could right. start a podcast. You could. Right. So, so the first thing is that clarity call, and then I do have a four step process that I walk people through. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if you want me to share that. Now. Yeah, please, <laughs> please. If- if you're okay with the uh, secret recipe getting out, please, Absolutely. by all means. <laughs> the secret recipe. So yeah, the first thing is um, framing their ideal career vision. So that's the possibility piece. 
Okay. So I always love that part because that part is really fun because, you know, you mentioned the ahas, they, they kind of light up a little bit like, wow, yeah. I could do that. I could, cause I am a storehouse of useless facts that somehow <laughs> can be useful. Oh my God. I know. I, we, I don't, we, that we have that synergy. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. But I have all these random, well, I should say seemingly, seemingly useless. There you right. go. Because all of a sudden they'll start talking about a random subject like underwater basket weaving. And I'll be like, you know what? <laughs> I read that there's a course and it's only $27. And right. you can learn, you know, and it's like, okay, where did you where did you come up with this? Like my friends who listen to the podcast are like, hey, how do you know these things? <laughs> I don't know. Right. I'm just always consuming things and somehow they they get in. They get right. in. It, it, they think it's useless until it's trivia night at the bar. And all of a Hello? sudden you're oh, right. You're leaving with a $50 gift card because oh. you knew where uh, Ansel Adams went to college. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It was I'm Yale, by the way. Trivia buff. I love trivia. I love useless, useless quote unquote facts. And so they're just blown away at things that I just take for granted that people know. And I think that um, us all being kind of in this you know, podcasting in this space, there's probably a lot of things that we just take for granted knowing that a lot of people just don't know about, you know, online business and how easy it is to get something started and all the resources that are available, both free and paid. So yeah, so we start framing that ideal career vision. Like if you knew that you couldn't fail and if you could do anything without any censoring of what that thing might be, what would it be? Yes. First, they're really timid about it. They don't, you know, and then they start opening up. So we do exercises and stuff to start that process. Then the second thing they do is they take action. So I require all of my clients uh, as the second part in this process to take some form of action. Now it can be a micro action. It could be making a call. It could be Googling a search term and coming up with some information, it can be something small, but they have to actually do something, take one step towards whatever that ultimate vision is that they came up with through that brainstorming. And then once they take that action step, oftentimes that next step, which is mindset comes into play because either, even though I've told them to, they don't take the action or they take the action and then they're disappointed because whatever reaction, somebody didn't answer back, whatever the thing. So once they start taking action is where all that mind chatter starts coming to the forefront. And so we work on that. Okay, what's going on? Is it fear? Is it fear of success? Is it fear of failure? Like wh what's going on here? And we really talk through and work through what is it that's stopping you from taking action? Because really that's at the core of why you're not where you want to be. Sure. There's something well, stopping you from taking action. You said the something there that I that I want to touch on it because as ridiculous as it sounds, it's real. We can all understand fear of failure. That that's that is a, a legitimate fear that we can all probably understand and and empathize with. But you said fear of success. Yeah. And isn't it amazing that that is a legitimate, what if this works? What if I oh, am true. so successful at this that I have no 
other option but to grow. And it yep. is amazing to me that the psychology, and we're going to have, I'm in the background working on a behavioral finance and behavioral money a uh, couple of episodes. And it's amazing some of these things that, that come in and, and how not just the failure of running out of money, but the failure of what do I do when I have too much? And right. it brings me to our Gen X pop culture Uh-oh. part of the conversation. Hey, sorry for the interruption. I know you're listening to the Monetary Mixtape because you want to learn about financial planning and wealth management. If you have any questions at the end, please head over to www.hoffmanwealth.com or look in the show notes to schedule a call with us. One of my all-time favorite musicians and favorite rappers was Notorious B.I.G. Yes. And you remember the song. <laughs> Mo Money, Mo, money, more money problems. Mo Problems. That's right. That's it. That's, That's it. what made me think of that was <laughs> the fear of success and the fear Perfect of having segue. more. Is Mo Money, Mo Problems. I, I told you I'd get there, Wendy. I knew I would. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so true. It's so, so true. But and we're even talking. Biggie, even Biggie, listen, right. he got all this money. And now, you know, he still wants to be loyal to the hood. Right. right? But my favorite part. So I I run ran the New York City Marathon in 19 or in 2018, and I'm going to run it again this year. Awesome. The favorite part is there's a couple of blocks through Brooklyn where they are paying tribute to Biggie. The murals. And the murals, the the music as you're yeah. running through that part. It is it's my favorite part. It's around mile eight. That's in Brooklyn, awesome. it's my favorite part of the race, but I could digress there for hours. <laughs> um, but you know, we're talking about transition and, and transitioning our career, and it's right in the heart of our generation because when it comes to the music of our generation, we were part of so much transition. transition. We talked about it briefly when we started this podcast and, and introduced the show, but you know, we watched rock and roll go from um, you know, Bob Seeger to right. grunge or soft rock or actually right? right soft rock we watched and then we took it to big hair bands yes yeah. <laughs> hey, white and snake. then and then grunge and, right, and in the middle there there was classic rock that was still our generation with rod stewart and yeah, aerosmith uh, aerosmith and mm-hmm. and then we we were there when hip-hop started yeah, with Sugar Hill Gang and all the, the big way boom up. boxes in New York. Right. Oh like, I remember God. people walking around with that. Those. Wasn't yeah. just New York. Oh my God, <laughs> everywhere, right? You yeah. know what I remember though? That song with and you know, speaking of the the transitioning with Aerosmith and it wasn't oh, Walk Run DMC. Yeah, yeah. But there was that. Oh God, what was that one? Dun 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 dun. Wasn't that Walk This Way with with Aerosmith? Walk This Way, but it was another one that they did. Well, that was the most popular one that they did. Yeah, Walk This Way. Yeah. So that was probably one too. But anyway, that was also, you know, a never been seen, right? When hip hop started merging with uh, those rock bands too. So yeah, yeah, but lots of transition. And then, yeah, we really have seen, I think we've seen the most, right? We've seen the most transitions in terms of the genres. Yeah. It, it depends because I completely ignored hip hop 
completely ignored. <laughs> it's like it wasn't even there for me. I just kept right. going with my hair, hair bands. bands and I stuck. I was loyal. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, Wendy, you don't know what you were missing. You don't know what you're <laughs> missing, man. I know. Well, I did eventually come to the other side because, you know, Mo, Mo Money, More Problems is one of my all time favorites. <laughs> I love yeah. it. How can well, you not like, love that song? Now with hip hop, you can't ignore it. It's it's infused it's in every, everything. In so every it's ounce really of our culture. To, yeah. 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 And it it's I'm trying to think of the line and I'll think of it before we, we end. But it, it's <laughs> that was the goal. And it is, it's every ounce of our culture, just like, and I wasn't around then, but just like the Beatles were every ounce of the culture in the, in the late fifties and sixties. But and, talk and about living your dream though, yeah. right? Cause some Russell Simmons or, you know, there's arguments of Africa, Bambata, whoever started hip hop, right. but really Russell Simmons was like that maniacal we will dominate the world kind well, of thing. Well, like hip hop will be in all corners and it happened. It happened. And have you ever seen the, um, the documentary, the defiant ones? No. About it's, it's about the, the marriage of Dr. Dre with Jimmy Iovine and how Jimmy I, Iovine, I've seen who was something producing with Tom Petty. He was producing mm -hmm. um, Bruce Springsteen. And then was producing Dr. Dre. Wow. So the transition was all happening with the same folks. They yeah. had that vision of of what what we want, what we're missing, what what is going to, you know, not only just just sell but but change the world. And you know, talk about change the world. Now Jimmy Iovine's name is on a, a music school at USC. Him and Dr. Oh, Dre wow. you know, co-founded a, a And didn't they do beats? Together? Yeah, beats that the Apple ended up buying. Yeah, it it crazy. It it is a even if you are not a hip hop junkie, this is a great show about it's about about music, about business, about passion, about um you know vision. It is a great four part series that um you know anybody should should pay attention to. It it really is a, a fun episode or fun show to watch. Um, especially if you're feeling uninspired for some reason, it, it really is a cool, cool full four part series. We all can use some inspiration. So, and like we said in the our uh, informal green room, we could spiral for hours about <laughs> really the pop good. culture of of Gen I X. I could tell the three of us together. Kind of riff, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to get back to. So you talked about your process a little bit. Um, yeah. Other than the age excuse or fear of, of um, making it, do you see any other hurdles that folks have um, when it comes to saying, you know what, take this job and shove it. I am going to, you know, follow my passion. Yeah, that's a great question. Fear is definitely the number one. Uh, I think the other thing is really just this idea that I have no idea what I would do. Okay. Like, I just don't know where to start. Yeah. And, you know, the internet is great. There's lots of information, but it's not distilled enough for me to really know what's credible, what's not credible, you know, what's going to work, what's not sure. going to work. The other thing is, it's not so much their belief in me or my ability to help them. 
it's their belief in themselves. It's their yeah. confidence in their ability to see it through. Okay. So if I that, may add too, yeah. I think that this belief in yourself that you're talking about shows up a lot with what we were discussing earlier with the fear of success. A lot of times it's not an actual fear of success that we're having. It's just self-sabotage. We're yeah. doing things yeah. or not doing things that would progress us because we have this subconscious fear of success. What does yeah. that mean? If it's actually successful, what does that mean? Do I have to do more? Do I have to be more? You know what I mean? Right. I maybe an element about of, that of too. guilt too is, the, you know, maybe they feel selfish in, in the, you know, I am going to, there's going to be a risk involved in, in, you know, leaving a secure paycheck, leaving a, you know, maybe a, a good company that just is a job I don't love. Uh, and, you know, if they have a family, they're, they, they could, there could be an, a feeling of, of selfishness or guilt that um, I can't put my passions ahead of, you know, the food on the table or right. the retirement planning or the education funding and all the things mm -hmm. that we talk about, but. Or I'm leaving my spouse behind. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to be doing my passion and they're going to be doing whatever they're doing. And we're not going to kind of be on the same level anymore. Maybe. Yeah. All kinds of things. But I love that you bought, Wendy, the self-sabotage in because that is really real. And I it's am the so queen tricky. of it. <laughs> Me too. Me too. That's why I'm laughing. I'm like, not laughing, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. self-sabotage is real because I'll find myself procrastinating or just doing, so, you know, yep. filing, you know. Mm -hmm. well, my... Let me just pick up my phone for a minute and an hour and a half later. <laughs> right. uh, in there. Turn on Netflix and see what <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So it's real. It's so yeah. sneaky. So, yeah. Yeah. You got to get onto yourself. I had a quick question. I know we're running short on time, but I wanted to ask you, you say that you hear most often that. Uh, I'm too old. I'm wondering if somebody has something that they're very passionate about and they know what it is, but it requires more schooling. Mm -hmm. Does that change the answer to the question? Say you want to be a lawyer. So it's three years of law school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? There's a lot of different things, you know, depending on the person, because if you want to be a lawyer, well, do you actually want to be a lawyer or do you want to start a blog on entertainment and the law? You know what I mean? Or, you know, is there a way, what, what exactly is, is it about law school? Why do you want to go to law school? Is it because you think you're going to make money from that? I mean, you can make money in a lot of different ways. Are you passionate about the law? Right. Okay. Are you willing? Because I mean, there are people in their 80s that are in you know college, right? right. So are you willing to do that? If so, let's go. Yeah. But if you're thinking to yourself, well, there's so many other options. What exactly about the law do you like, you know? Well, and I think it's what we were talking about. I think it's self-sabotage. It's a friend of mine that's yeah, she, yeah. she's our age. And that's what she says. She's, she's a paralegal right now. She's like, you know, uh -huh. I really want to be a lawyer, but you know, it's How 30 old is years she? and she's like, you know, 49, 50. Oh, well now she could go back. I mean, she could. Really I have back told to her. Yeah, <laughs> she could go back. I was thinking you thought, uh, you know, maybe it was someone, you know, well, even, you know, somebody might say, oh, I'm too old. And then I could say, well, that's not an excuse because you could start a blog. You could, you know, interview lawyers. Mm -hmm. You could, you know, or, you know, at our age, 
you could still go back to law school. Come okay. On. I will tell her you said so. <laughs> tell her I said she could go back to law school. Or does she want to do something law adjacent? Mm. You know what I mean? Or does she really just really want to be a lawyer? See, I would start asking questions about, okay, like, did you always dream of this when you were a kid? Or what is it about the law that mm. is drawing you? Okay. Because yeah. a lot of people think that becoming a lawyer is their big payday and they're going to make a lot of money, but there are a lot of lawyers that are not making money. Exactly. So, you know, so that, so I would ask, you know, I'm nosy. I like to ask questions. Like, that's, that's, that's called inquisitive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I didn't mean to that's okay. You. No, this is, this is great stuff because Wendy, you're spot on. You know, we all know those folks that we want to encourage that we are encouraging that are um, hesitant for for whatever reason, and it's amazing what we will hold on to 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 stay comfortable or to stay mm-hmm. um, oh my gosh, so in true. what you know. And you know, I, I've said the word of, a few times. It is it, it's really heartbreaking to watch folks you know stay on that path and be mm-hmm. unhappy. And, you know, and we're we're talking a lot about we're talking about careers right now, but there's a lot of other um, things that, that folks will hold on to that, you know, we could go down a rabbit hole when it comes to fitness, when it comes to yes. our health, when it comes to, when it comes to money, when it comes to, you know, there's a lot of things that we will hold on to. Um, um, but well, I just want to interject to sure. what we're doing in whatever form, just us doing it, even if our friends and the people that we're trying to encourage don't say it, I know that some of them are still inspired. Sure. Because I've had friends that have done things without even telling me, you know, but just based upon the fact that I'm always preaching, live your passion, live your dream, you know, when they're not rolling their eyes at me, you know? So I feel like even the person in Zimbabwe, right? Right. (laughs) So (laughs) we we love you. Shout out to Zimbabwe. (laughs) Zimbabwe in the house. But we we just don't know what the ripple effect is, mm-hmm. even of our podcasts sure. or just what we're saying to our friends, even if they act like, they, you know, they're, they're tired of us. So to your point, um, and it is so heartbreaking, yeah. but just being the example, and this is for everyone who's listening, you just being an example in all of those areas that you mentioned, but in career or finance, uh, sometimes can be just so inspiring to people in and of itself. Yeah. I learned that as, as a runner after the, the first marathon I did, having just having folks also say, I can do that. I want to do that. And, and there, there's a famous quote about marathon running, and I don't want to make this about you know me running, but- I dare you to train for a marathon and not have it change your life. Knowing that there's folks that are doing that because they saw me do it is, is more of a gift than the physical fitness that, that I can wake up to every day because now they can, and it's inspired them. And, you know, somebody inspired me to do it when I saw them running and and I've always um, admired the more, the mental strength and the physical of, of folks that can do that. And that was you know, they've inspired me to do it. And, and I'm glad to to know that folks have seen me and done it and know that they're doing it for other folks also. But but you're right. It, the ripple effect is is huge. So speaking of the ripple effect, if you 
want to get in touch with Kay, somebody wants to work with you, somebody wants to, um, you know, learn about how you can help them. What, uh, how, how can they do that? Yes. Well, they can tune in to the Gen X career show. Lots over, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but over 130 episodes. Nice. Congratulations. All thank you. Um, but I, I only say that not just to plug the show, but if you're a person who just wants some free resources, um, I've had so many cool guests on there. Yeah. Will will be coming on there soon. <laughs> and so it's just people just because they want to pour into uh, the Gen X community are just giving gems on, you know, how they got to where they are, you know, things like that. So, but you can go to my website, which is yourgenxcareer.com. And there you will see all the podcast episodes, but you will also be able to book a session with me. If you feel that you are a little bit confused or you need some clarity, you can book a session. And I also have a free gift, which I don't know if you were going to talk about or do you want Yeah, to that's that's the 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 dream job. What, what is it? The dream job discovery white paper? Oh, dream job discovery list. I'm not as fancy as you will. So I just call it a list. Just right? a list. The dream job discovery <laughs> list. What is a white paper? Come on. Dumb it down. I'm for a little it. bit, you know, I'm like the bologna, bologna and cheese. <laughs> Mayo, Wonder Bread. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, but they can go there and it's um it's actually a list of over 200 job titles with the description of what that job title does. And it's just really almost like a memory jogger to get people to start to brainstorm. Okay, if I did do something that I really enjoyed, what would it be? And so there are journal prompts and other prompts to get you thinking and brainstorming. So it's really just a brainstorming tool. But if you go to my website, it's under freebies. So okay. if you go to my website, that's the best way to work work with me or to hear hear more about me, learn more about me. And I have all my contact information, my social media handles and all yes. of that stuff. So well, in addition to your podcast, link, LinkedIn, you're very active on LinkedIn. That, that's how we, our paths crossed was, yes. was yes. on LinkedIn and you're on there as yes. Kay Kirkman. Mm -hmm. um, and that, it's yourgenx.com, yourgenxcareer.com. Your <laughs> there you go. It'll be in the show notes. Oh, good. Awesome. good on you there, Will. Good. Don't rely on me. I am 53. Okay, so. Well, okay. So, um, so, so thrilled to have spoken with you today. We've had such a great time. Thank you yes. for joining us. Yes. A lot of fun. So fun. I, I can't you, wait Will. to do it again sometime and and, yes. and have you on to talk about things and, and to join you on, on your show, the Gen X career show, where we can continue our, Oh my God. It's uh, our be Gen so X fun. rants and, and, Gen Xers uh, unleashed. That's right. <laughs> so, Will, how do people get in touch with you? Well, th there's always our website, hoffmanwealth.com. Uh, there you can also book a discovery call with us. To, if, if you have any questions, if you are uh, wondering how to take that leap uh, to, to follow your passion with your career and want some, some financial guidance, um, that, that's a great place to start. I'm very active on LinkedIn as well, so you can you can find me there listed as Will Hoffman. Um, or as always call the office at 724-522-5411. Mm -hmm. But that, all right. that's all we have. Kay, thank you so much. We, we, we like we said, this was a, a pure pleasure and we can't wait to do it again. Um, thank you so much. You guys have been great. This has been so much fun. It, it is such a great way to, to uh, start off spring. 
That's right. Oh, that's right. Spring started today. That's right. Yesterday. This recording. Yes. yes. That's right. Spring yep. has sprung. Woohoo! Yes. All so right, Wendy. We have a take job where we have that much fun, where you <laughs> have right. as much fun Can as you we believe have. we're right. working. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. We're working. Okay. <laughs> so thank you everyone for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Don't bounce just yet. The streetlights haven't come on. Thank you for listening to the Monetary Mixtape Podcast. If you thought this episode was dope, then click the follow button to be notified when we drop a new episode. Visit our website at hoffmanwealth.com or give us a call at 724-522-5411. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hoffman Wealth Management. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and Hoffman Wealth Management are separate entities from LPL Financial. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly.